0: It's the midweek, baby. This is the midweek. Good. All right. All right. Not much. Not much has been happening. It's pretty boring, right? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. It's been a a hot house today, dude. A hot house. Um, So do you want to talk about Hypernet first, or do you want to talk about the patch first? That's up to you, big buddy. All right. Well, let's uh, then let's get into the Hypernet. So... News article today that they released this new sort of transaction marketplace called Hypernet. Um, I went on to Sissy, played around with it. I was streaming uh, for two or three hours. And, uh, you know, it, it completely it reminds me of the old Summer Blink. Did you ever play that back in the
1: day? I never did, Ron. You know, I I always looked at it and then I was like, oh boy, that's going to get me in trouble. But I did very much like the concept. I, you know, I never played it. Um, but I remember
0: thinking that it was super, it was just, it was so well made, right? I, oh, yeah. It had such a great concept, you know, and it was just a lot of web development time. And I just remember thinking that, you know, it was very well made. But I'm not much of a gambler because, you know, I just lose. I might as well just, you know, take the money out back and just set it on fire, right? Yeah, it's um, like me. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, released HyperNet today. Uh, so I immediately went on to Sissy and checked it out. And basically, it is a raffle house, right? It's a raffle. But it's interesting because there's no you know, I don't know, there's no like company that is, you know, giving out prizes and taking the money sort of thing. It's very much uh, sort of like an enabler or like a conduit of people who have items that they want to sell that maybe people do not have the isk to buy, right? So how it works is you put an item up for sale well you know up for hypernet and then you have to pay uh, the first thing you have to do is you have to pay in hyper cores which are an extra object right and those tcp uh, rise came on and said that right now they're thinking that the uh, exchange rate will be 10 hyper cores to one plex right so the hyper cores are uh, like 350k each, you put those in, and that is the fee to for the listing, right? And then there's an additional fee of five percent for the tax, and that's an isk. If the hypernet trade auction raffle is not successful, then they keep the hypercores, but you don't have to pay the tax. So each hypernet has a three-day expiration and you can set it for any amount that you want. I think it was up to, I don't think it had a limit actually, if I remember right. And if you put it up, if you put whatever object you have and you put it up for a hundred million, then it's going to ask for five million, the equivalent of five million in hypercores And then it's going to charge you 5 million as well in ISK. So it's an additional 10%. It's pretty expensive, right? Now the cool thing about it is that it is not region specific, so it's everywhere. And there are hyper nodes, which are basically the tickets of the raffle, right? And then you have, uh, you can set, I think it was 8, 16, 32, 512 or 256 or 512 the number of tickets of hyper nodes that you want, and then you set the final uh, amount that you want to get. And then it calculates how much it is um, per hypernode. And if you set it for 100 million and you set it for, you know, 512, then it's whatever, 600K or 500K or 400K or whatever. And then you start the Kind of the three day timer and you uh, confirm it and then you it goes into the listings. Right. And oh, um, I think I have a screenshot actually of the yeah, look. of the listings. OK, so this screenshot is me putting up a listing and you'll see that I threw in an unstable shield booster mutiplasmid on the bottom left um, you'll see the three boxes and the very bottom box is the hundred million that's the final price Uh, the box above that is how much it is per hyper node and the box above that is the number of tickets so you set the number of tickets and then you set the final price and it'll automatically select uh, how much each ticket is. And then in the middle column, you see, that's the number of hyper nodes or hyper cores that are needed. And that's going to be, you know, 10% of the final prices, the equivalent, right? If 10 of those equals one plex, then each one will be like 350k. The bottom uh, gives you the final numbers as well as showing you the tax. And then on the right are stats, uh, you know, number completed your average and that sort of thing and then after you go ahead and confirm this and you get it up then you get to and i have another screenshot of the browse page and it shows all the listings one thing uh you know i think that's kind of obvious if anyone uh knows me so the the top left the filter button right above uh the items is the filter button and you click that and then you type in the item right but you know the one thing i really wanted was categories you know i want skins like can i just set you know a link to skins (laughs) show me all the skins but like or like at ships right like that's where i really see this you know kind of hitting is it, it sort of takes away from current the currently, you know, the, the way to sell the AT ships are, you know, through public contract, right? Um, but usually you'll have someone that's interested or whatever before you put it up because of all the taxes and whatnot. So I was selling Stars today. And, you know, if you hit the top right button there, the refresh, it refreshes and then gives you, I guess, the newest but maybe it's the newest uh, sort of auctions and then you can just keep hitting refresh um interesting things about this interaction where if you hover over an abyssal mod it'll give you a flyout that'll show you the stats that have been changed the number uh, if you look at the abyssal mod there in the middle the number right below it is the amount of isk per ticket And then below, it's how many tickets are being sold. And then above, you'll see like a small white line, and that is the progress. So it's really interesting. I mean, have you ever bought anything, you know, of just a lot of ISK on a contract, like a random kind of public
1: contract? No, actually, I I have it all. Yes, I bought my Titan off a public contract. I did. Oh, did you? Oh, that's funny. Uh, what, like in a Keepstar? Was it just yeah. in, sitting in a Keepstar? Yep, up in uh, the popular one that's up in uh, in Losec. Uh I don't think it's there anymore, but um, there was one big Titan hub there, and I actually bought my first Erebus on public contract.
0: Oh, that's funny. That's funny.
1: I made like a clean I'm... tune, and I transferred him to Isk and all that kind of stuff.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the other thing is, um, so these will these have to be in an NPC station. so it won't move the items around, but they have to be in an NPC station, so you won't get locked out. And then, um, so I, I think I have another screen, and this is of the history, and I did a bunch of them. Some you know, finished really quickly, and some didn't. Some are still open. And it shows you how much ISQ you made that kind of thing. And it's, I don't know, you know, it's gambling
1: technically or whatever, but it's like a raffle,
0: right? I mean, that's basically what it is, it's a raffle.
1: Right, And the question in chat is what, what makes this better than public contracts? And I think you just said that, right? This is more, this is more raffle, this is more take your shot at a good deal kind of thing, right?
0: Yep, yep, yeah, so, you know, it, it, it's about, uh, you know, you buy tickets, right, for X amount, and then you have a chance at winning the final thing. And, you know, the final thing will be something super, super expensive or whatever. I, I imagine like AT ships and that kind of thing, because they're going to get the price that they ask for or uh, everyone will get their money back. Right. Or because the money isn't actually I think that money is being held in escrow or something or it's like just being paused or whatever um because if this doesn't complete at the end of three days then ccp keeps the hyper cores but there's no uh tax or any of that other kind of stuff is uh, kept
1: gotcha the other comment in in chat was that you got scammed how did you oh yeah yeah, no, so, that's actually true. So let's talk about that. Like, <laughs> what's the risk here and what happened? <laughs> so,
0: you know, you know how I am. I'm a trusting guy. And <laughs> ISD Google put a uh, link, you know, and it was, it's like, it's just a standard kind of Gita scam where uh, they drag the link over and then they change the text in the link. And he put, um, because you can put a link to each one of the raffles, right? And he put it and he changed it to, um, a raffle for a cockroach. So I like, didn't even think I just clicked it and I just bought like the eight tickets for whatever they were like 10 million or something. And, uh, I was just done. That was it. And then I was like, "But it was funny." Is as I was clicking it because I was laughing and streaming at the same time. Like as I was clicking, I'm like, "That looks like an ibis," and it was an ibis. It was not a cockroach. <laughs> that was pretty funny.
1: So that's something that people should watch out for. Then, right? Like Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. You had one more screenshot. Let's take a look at it. And um, I guess this is your history. Like, you, like, what's the rest of the history? Like, like Yeah.
0: Yeah, so that is so if you see in the very top of the window, there's three. It's browse history and then create the middle tab is that history. And this is me showing that, you know, I was selling keep stars all day and, uh, you know, just kind of going through the process because people were coming into the stream later and I was just showing how to create, uh, you know, these and this is on the history page at the very top are the ones that aren't completed and the ones at the bottom are completed. Now I'm hovering over the, um, by the hypernote button. What's really interesting is the very first raffle that I won was my own raffle that I bought one ticket for. So it was pretty funny.
1: Yeah. Oh, very cool.
0: Yeah. I, you know, and I know that everyone's kind of up in arms and, uh, you know, I don't know, the sky is falling or whatever, but, you know, one thing that I really liked about what they were saying was wealth redistribution. You know, I mean, if you think about how many people are in the position to buy like an AT ship, right? Maybe a couple hundred, 300, maybe tops. And how many of those people want to buy an AT ship? Maybe none, right? Because if they did, they would probably just buy it, right? sure you know i don't know it it just it allows you know people to sell these really expensive items to people that uh you know to raffle them off basically right and allow um other people to own them right to be able to have a chance to buy them i don't know i don't see any i don't see any uh, i don't see the big deal uh
1: well yeah i think like to your point maybe it opens the market Right. If I want to sell my AT ship, like you said, there's only a few people that could even entertain buying one and maybe they don't want the one I have, right? Like maybe I have something that doesn't interest the current market, right? But if I could put it up on right. here, maybe someone who could get lucky can get it. Or, you know, doesn't have quite disk, but enough to take a shot at it would would get it. Yeah. I, I kinda like it. Yeah. And
0: you know, and so obviously it's gonna be hyper inflated, right? But the thing is, if it doesn't complete, then, you know, uh, they they keep those hyper cores and then that's it. And everyone
1: else keeps their money. That's interesting. Huh? I like it. You know, well, the, I, mm-hmm. brings back some summer blink stuff, you know, a little, little different uh, take to to a market, a new market, something else for somebody to play with, you know? Yeah. And. You know
0: what see the thing you know one of i think one of the problems right now is uh, abyssal mods right like how do you value abyssal mods and you know one of the things that i've done is i created a a little spreadsheet well i mean just like the formulas right the damage formulas for the gyro and the ballistic control system and i, I created those formulas because you know uh, the very minute differences in the numbers i just wanted to see which one was better than the others and uh you know and that actually that great site mutaplasmid.space, i think it's called uh, does that for you and that's excellent and you know even on that site pricing these things is really really difficult right and especially on the officer mods right because an officer mod that is just slightly better isn't more valuable than a normal mod because it can't be rolled again, right? So it's, there's always that possibility that it could be rolled to something better. So one thing I, I really like about this is, I personally like don't feel like if you look right now in public contracts for abyssal mods, they're just ridiculous. Like there's no way in hell I'm gonna pay 2.5 billion for something that's just a sliver better, you know? But with this, Meh, I'll throw in a hundred K you never know. Right. It's, it, it seems more approachable in, from a value sense. Does that make sense? Like, like, yeah, I don't, I wouldn't ever pay that much, but a hundred K, Yeah,
1: whatever. Yeah. No, I hear you. I, I feel the same way with abyssal mods. Like anytime I go to look for one be like, Hmm, I could really use a nice point on my interceptor or something. You try to, you try to navigate the, the sea of, of wide breaths of prices that you could pay for very similar mods. Like, it, yeah, it's very difficult to, to understand, am I paying a good price for this? I don't know. Yeah.
0: I mean, you know, we're still going, it's still gonna be priced by the seller, right? So it's still gonna be, you know, monstrous. And no matter what price they deemed as what it's worth, they're gonna add 10% on that, the 5% in ISC taxes and then the 5% in HyperCore taxes, right? So they're gonna add 10% to that, probably another little extra, you know? Um, But it allows people to have a chance. Um, Well, I don't see what's so bad in it. But another interesting point about it, and somebody asked in chat, and uh, I think CCP Cognac told them, is there a way to disable this in game? And there is. Um, I I think customer service or somebody um, can disable it for you in game. So if you Uh, have a problem, I mean, you know, honestly, you know, you're a grown ass man. (laughs) Get it shut off and just
1: don't worry about it. You know, I'll sell this stuff for you. I'm good. I'll be all right. like that. uh, You know, 10%. (laughs) I think it's important that there's a way to shut it off. There are, you know, the summer blink, people had problems, you know, uh, <laughs> there was stories out there, you know, so it's good if you, you know, if you're not good with gambling or you got a, a sort of issue, just have it shut off and it doesn't exist to you and everything's fine.
0: Yep. I agree. I mean, it's basically like kind of like public contracts, you know,
1: but like you can just buy a little piece of it, right? Yes. Ron is a streaming madman. I think you've been streaming all day. <laughs> yeah. Um, like I started streaming at like, I think 10
0: or 11, I think. And then I streamed to like four or five. Well, I wasn't going to do anything, but then they, you know, sideswiped me. Oh, yeah. What? Gambling? What? (laughs) Like, wait, what? I was going to just roam around killed and smart bombed up in uh, tribute, you know, by the gate campers. You know, (laughs) that's what I was going to do. But no, they have to uh, hit me with the gambling stuff. And I'm like, oh, let's let's do this. Love it. So, yeah. So that was super cool. Um, So other things with the patches other things with the patch um, yeah
1: a lot of things on the patch notes how are you feeling about the medium auto cannons uh steps in the right direction i, I, I kind of mm-hmm. like I, I like that they played with the t2 ammo for a mimitar and auto cannons right cuz that was um a big complaint for many years like you know this t2 ammo didn't r for you much right in the way of improved mm-hmm. performance or anything so a lot of people just didn't bother using them at all. Um, but, you know, a little little bit of love and, and uh, it's getting there. I don't know if it's I don't know if I'm ready to bust out my autocannon, uh, you know, Tempest fleet yet. But what do you think?
0: You know, so, you know, one thing that I think Rise was explaining, you know, during Vegas was, you know, he was really kind of describing like the agile development and making small changes, but just doing it constantly until you find that sort of right place. And what I really like about this is that they've hit, I think they've really hit, you know, one of the problems, like you just mentioned, right? T2 ammo and you know, just some minor tweaks. And I don't think that this is uh it was kind of underwhelming in a sense, but it's in the right direction. And what I like is that it's not ridiculous right yeah you, know, you don't see swarms of cinnaballs now right
1: <laughs> oh yeah so so the thing is about these changes like all of them are very iterative right like uh, a little mm-hmm. little notch up here a little notch down there you know let's see where it falls um so like you mentioned uh you know the the cinnable the cinnable got a little bit of a hit too they took away some of the angel warp acceleration. Oh. um which like hurts oh, yeah. my heart because I love warping faster than any interceptor known to man in my Cinnable. Um <laughs> but it, it, you know they took away the warp acceleration which is a big part of its speed but it you know it's not going to really change the way it flies that much and I I think a lot of these changes are 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 not quite not quite there but I think if they look at it again, you know, and come back to it as long as they come back to it and like notch the numbers up or down, you know, that iteration is good. Iteration is good. Yep.
0: Yeah, and and that's kind of you know how I feel towards them, right? It's um, you know it, it's great because the fall off. It's I think at twenty kilometers, it's like plus ten percent damage, and then at thirty kilometers, it's like plus twenty percent damage. But you know, at that kind of fall off, you know, your chance to hit is so low anyway. It's not really you know that. um Sort of, you know, game breaking, but I think it's great. Uh, and then, that you know, like you just mentioned, they reduced uh, the warp speed, the, the Macario, the Angels, right? Um, and one of the things about that is, I, I think they did that to get it in line with buffs that recently just happened, right?
1: Yeah, um, I mean, that angel, that were across the board. Angel yeah. ships are just stupid. Once we buffed the, you know, the warp speed in general, and it had that yeah. insane acceleration. I mean. <laughs> My setup is going 10 AU a second and gets there instantly, you know? Right. It was a little bit broken. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, I thought that was great.
0: And then also uh, the Tempest Fleet issue with the increase uh, in rate of fire. You know, I, I think, again, I mean, it's a significant buff to that particular ship and to that particular trait. Um, probably not enough you know what it's getting it there right it's it's kind of moving up a little bit
1: i love the rate of fire bonuses because one of my favorite Mm -hmm. ships to fly around uh solo is the scythe fleet with autocannons on it and the scythe fleet already had that like Mm -hmm. um rate of fire bonus and i I love like the machine gun aspect of an autocannon when it's got that bonus Mm -hmm. just Mm -hmm. an an oppressive Mm -hmm. rate of fire which makes it like you could just melt things down with it so I, I like no. auto cannons role as being that oppressive, like machine gun style, like constant DPS in, um, mm-hmm. it just needs more though. It, it needs more projection. I know they buffed it a little bit with the the guns and the ammo, mm-hmm. but I think they still need to look at letting it project a little further. You know, the,
0: the Tempest fleet issue is like one of those ships. I, I kind of feel like it's almost like a high sec ship, you know, uh, it's great for PVE for mission running, you know, um, so, you know, and I haven't done that in years. So I, I'm, you know, I'm thinking that it's probably maybe a little bit more suited for that. Well,
1: yeah, so many times I people try to make it like a good RD platform or like some, right. some cheaper version of a Macarial, but it just never gets there. Right. Um, I did try the Bellicose. Uh, yeah. So I did pick that up. So how'd that go, Ron?
0: Um i fit it up now what's interesting is that the explosion velocity only applies to heavy missile and heavy assault missile Uh, and that combined with the target painter it's not quite at light missile levels but it did pretty well i mean considering i've flown a bellicose I think maybe once in three or four years. And I think that was by accident because I thought it was a rapier. I don't like you know, <laughs> so it's, you know, I mean, I can say that it's not going to be the uh, clearing tackle God that is the Osprey Navy, but you know, it's getting there. It's nice. It's a, it's a nice little bonus with the TP, you know, it's, uh, you know,
1: yeah, it on. but, you know, the problem with the bellicose is you look at it and it explodes, right? It, mm-hmm, it just has mm-hmm. zero yeah. tank at all. Right. Like, so, mm-hmm. yeah, you got what well, you can, I guess you can make this thing into sort of like a glass cannon. when You can, you know, make these hams uh, apply like a light missile. That's pretty cool, but uh, <sighs> that's just not what it needed, I don't think. I think with that TP bonus, it already had decent application, it just needed a little love on the tank side. So it didn't like evaporate instantly. Mm, right. Yeah. I mean, it, it surprised
0: me. I mean, especially when I was using precision ammo, right. So precision heavy assaults, it, it did, uh, did pretty well in comparison, but you know, again, I haven't flown the thing in forever. Yeah. Uh, I have not tried the Rifter. Um, I saw someone, I think someone was streaming it. Um, but I haven't tried it, but it's interesting that they added um, a new rate of fire bonus to yeah. it. Yeah. So.
1: Again, it's in line with what they want, right? They want like a. I, I, mm-hmm. I haven't run the numbers, but I assume the damage output is probably similar or the same, right? So they, they took away mm-hmm. the, the straight up damage per level and added rate of fire mm-hmm. per level. So if you, if you do the math, it's probably the same. It just... Has has a different way of applying the damage, which is cool. But mm-hmm. again, the Rifter is another ship that, in the Mimitar line, and a lot of Mimitar ships suffer from this, right? They're just like, meh. They, they're they're okay at stuff, but they're not great at anything, right? Mm-hmm. A, a Rifter doesn't is not a go to ship for any role. Like you get into it, it does okay in a frigate fight, but it's not a great tackler. It's not, you know, especially fast, you know. It, doesn't do a great damage, doesn't tank much, right? It's just a mess ship. Like, so I don't know, a swapping bonus uh damage for for rate of fire, I don't think helps the ship. It just puts it in line with what they want out of auto cannons, right?
0: Right. Yeah, and it and it is a little bit more that machine gun, right? A little bit, bit more firing faster. Yeah. You know, speaking of amazing Minmatar ships, mm-hmm. what about our what about our boy? Our boy, the Munin. What did they do to uh, our
1: boy? Huh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think everyone was expecting the bat, right? Everyone was expecting a nerf bat. I heard a lot of people, I think Elise even said, we were expecting a power grid nerf, right? And a speed nerf. Because those are the two things mm-hmm. that really make it oppressive. It's fast, and you could fit those artillery guns on it very easily without any any power mod, really. So... We were expecting mm-hmm. it to be like taken down a notch and make it harder to fit those guns and slower, but that's, mm-hmm. that's not really what we got. What we got was a mild speed decrease, which mm-hmm. was which like a hundred meters a second slower, which is ridiculous. A SIG increase, which man, I, I don't know. I, I don't see that. And, and, you know, then it knocked off some of the range and I can appreciate that. Because the Munin does project really well for the ship size that it is. Mm-hmm. But again, you know, 7.5% as for 10%, you're knocking, what, 10K off? What you you normally have to... I mean, which could be significant, but I, I don't see how any of this changes the way the ship flies much at all.
0: Right. I can tell you that, you know, these uh, particular, like, little, I guess, shaving off, you know, of... The stats those are the those are the strong you know those are the strong attributes right the speed uh, the sig uh, and their optimal range it's just yep the, the speed i don't see i don't see it as that much right it, it's, no. it's just a little bit and if they did it to like 25 percent, obviously that would kill the ship but you know, what is this like five percent of that? Fifteen?
1: Yeah, it's like a hundred. that much. Hundred and change meters per second slower. Mm-hmm. Right, that's and not much. If you and so look at a fleet fight in Munins, what do most people do? They like anchor on their on their uh lead, right? The FC usually, or or some designated anchor. Mm-hmm. And you, and if yeah, you watch, they, yeah, anchor on the monitor. Yeah, mm-hmm. if you watch most fleets you're, you're never at top speed right unless you're running away right if you're like alright burn out of the bubbles and GTFO that's different but mm-hmm. if you're, you're in a fight right. rarely is the Munin at top speed so to shave 100 meters right. a second off the top is not really you're not really changing the way the ship flies
0: and I would say that that's absolutely true um, and the thing is that in the Munin comp you're cutting down the speed anyway because you know if you have a claymore uh, yeah you got other stuff they, they haven't hit their uh, they haven't done the dose right those four so you're going to cut the speed down to about 2000 to 2100 no matter what right that's the top that you want to go and you know i know elo is a big fan of never going over 2000 because you'll just uh you know out vector yourself yeah, so
1: yeah track yourself yep
0: mhm so you know right around 2000 2100 is where i would stay anyway so this does so that speed doesn't really affect me that much the signature radius is interesting but with the munins right you are these are you know tier 2 links right this is the maximum everything so it's still it's not that much of a difference Right.
1: Yeah, and what were you looking to fix? Like most people try to fight munins, uh, you know, eagles a popular choice, but an eagle's at range. I don't think an eagle had uh, trouble applying to a munin right at, at range when you're you're, you know, right. So, what what are you looking? What, what ship are they looking to have hit a munin better? A battleship class? I that doesn't. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. You know. But I can say that when I saw the
0: numbers, I didn't race to Pifa.
1: <laughs> no, I think everybody looked at it and was like, oh, all right, we're good. We're good. All right. Everybody's like, keep, like, all right, keep uh, the mutants in the hangar. I just kept scrolling. Are there new skins in this patch or what? <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> I will say there was a bunch of FCs being like, all right, we're good. Everyone keep the mutants in your hangar. We're good. We'll fly them tomorrow. Like, mm-hmm. you know.
0: But I can tell you that um, you know Elimination is asking about uh, – the hack doctrines and i can tell you that with every little small step backwards Munin takes the eagle stands up taller
1: Yeah, the eagle, eagle soars <laughs> a little bit higher that's
0: true just a little bit higher um yeah and you know you were, i think you mentioned a little bit earlier where the t2 ammo uh, for auto cannons getting a little bit of a buff and That T2 ammo has always been so mediocre in comparison, right, to the faction and to the others that I think, think, uh, you know, a little, and maybe this is just the first step, right, in the iteration.
1: Yeah, I mean, who the hell has ever, what FC has ever been like, load hail, (laughs) you know, like... Man, what what am I shooting A Titan, bro? Like, like no one calls for hail. Right? Load hail. <laughs> I actually not, I can't even remember like, even saying that ever. Oh, Load hail. Ha- hail is so bad because for one, it's damage yep. locked, right? And, yep. and and it gives you mm-hmm. it, the tracking is horrendous. Like over a damage specific type, hail offers really nothing for you. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. tracking speed. Improvement was a big problem with hail, and you know, five percent mm-hmm. increase is good. and I, I don't think it, I still don't see anybody being like, All right, guys, load hail on this one, but uh, <laughs> it's it's, load it's, hail. it's it's getting it's there. actually just funny just even hearing that load hail, right? Like, when, when have you ever heard anybody be like, All right, guys, load hail, we're going in, like, no, right, right, and barrage, uh, y- y- you know, a little more, yeah, projection. exactly, that's good, mm-hmm. yeah, I like it um
0: so now the assault damage control i you know i didn't even think about this but yeah i mean i think that's great yeah Uh, this is a good change it it is a strong it is a very strong module it is and it gives you that insane buff and it doesn't burn out right it just has a timer so i think it's great you're toning it down a little bit still not going to you know, get through the Alpha Doctrines, right? But that's okay because the Alpha Doctrines, you know, are such a waste anyway because, you know, when you're hitting with 150 or 160, and if you figure like 75% of those hitting, you know, you're going to burn through it anyway. So, yeah, I, I uh, I think it's good.
1: Yeah, this is something that needed to be looked at, in my opinion, as well, because the assault frigates in particular, are just so mm-hmm. good, like to the point where they're putting the destroyer class out of relevance a lot. Right. Like mm-hmm. the Kiki Mora mm-hmm. is just dominated by retributions, right? Because of that assault damage mm-hmm. control. And like, you know, hacks too, in the cruiser class, like, you know, even if you're looking at T3 cruisers, the assault damage control is so powerful that you don't really want to look at anything else because you want that. Right. Right. So, mm-hmm. you know, 10% is a good hit though. Uh, you know, that that's one that that's pretty pretty heavy.
0: What do you think about a uh a T2 assault frigate Kikimora? What do you think that would look like?
1: A T2 like assault destroyer? Mm, well, like an assault frigate, right? And but a Kikimora. And Kikimura. you could put an ADC on it. Yeah. I think it'd be too oppressive. <laughs> um <laughs> You know, yeah.
0: that that's always the argument, right, about the, uh, the Triglavian ships, that they're too expensive and that they're too op, right? And I, I like both of those. I like, you know, I like it being a little op, and I also like that it's more expensive, right? Because if it wasn't, if it was in line, no one would fly them, right? No one's going to pay extra for that, you know?
1: Well, yeah, I'm always a big fan. If you're going to pay up for the ship, it should perform like you paid for it. Mm -hmm. But I also think Mm -hmm. the trigs are very well balanced right now. They're very good Mm -hmm. at what they do. Right. It's especially good for a 10 to 15 man small gang roam. You know, Kiki's are great for that because the the utility highs are huge for a small gang. Because what is a small gang Mm -hmm. fleet? miss a lot of times they get a, uh, like a tackle, they get a few and some DPS and that's all they got because that's all the pilots they have. So they're missing that utility that you need to like push you over the edge. Those damage multipliers, the newts, remote reps, stuff like this, mm-hmm. all those things add, you know, iteratively to a small gang and it fits mm-hmm. so well in there. And the supply is controlled through the abyss. So they're OP in that small gang region, but you try to scale it mm-hmm. up and it becomes too expensive to run and the weapon lends it to, you know, itself not being great once you get past a certain critical mass, right? And you don't want Good. 30 Ikaturses versus 30 Munins. That's, the Ikis are going to get, you know, evaporated. Um, right. So I, I love that position that they're in. Like, and it could fight up whole class. So when CCP complains that Milsek needs to be more dangerous, that uh, Super Cap Umbrellas are too OP... These ships have equalized that playing field more than people know. Right? Mm-hmm. Freaking Volta comes through, they're melting a fully tanked NYX or hell before help could get there a large majority of the time. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's because that icky and the, and the weapon lends itself to that.
0: You know, and the one thing um, that it really helps with small gangs is the thing that small gangs never have, right? Which is links. And, you know, we have that Drekovac document or uh, doctrine. And what I love about that doctrine is, you know, we put in the doctrine, all of the links, right? So it's
1: like, what links do you want me to run? Like all of them. Yeah, <laughs> like every know, that's, link. That's it's good, great. Yeah, it's a battle cruiser. You're right, you can run links. Yep. Mm-hmm. Just love it, love it.
0: Yeah, Um. I think it's, uh, yeah, I think it's great. I think those are, those are in a good place.
1: Yeah, and then we had some additions. You know, we had the T2 um, set of those implants that uh, ups the max damage on the, the trig guns, but slows you know, down the, the ramp. Yeah, so that's mm-hmm. pretty, pretty cool. And then the trigavion yeah. dreadnought. Ooh, doggies. Uh, you Probably know, the most anticipated <sighs> ship we've had in a while, right? Right. Most anticipated.
0: Um, and also, I just saw, you know, that on Sissy, they were knocking
1: down the damage a lot, right? Yeah, I huge, huge, and, yeah. I yeah, I mean, huge damage nerf. I mean, it was pretty ridiculous. Like, I'm okay with trick ships being OP, but that damage number was insane. It was like 50,000 or then something.
0: Well, so I did, uh, I did some Pifa with it, some Pifa warrioring with it, and what I could get with sort of halfway decent I did like two damage mods and I could get 50k DPS fully ramped at 150k did you, did so, you, did yeah, you try that it with was the, way out of control
1: yeah out of control But did you try it with the implant set too
0: yeah that was with the implant set and sieged gotcha now the the killer to that is it took six minutes to ramp up to that so like 356 seconds
1: so that's really interesting, right? So uh, again, it's a Triglavian ship that's going to be exceedingly good in small numbers killing mm-hmm. Titans even at that kind of number range or supers. Um mm-hmm. but you're Absolutely. not you're not going to want to get into a dread bomb brawl with Rev- Revelations, right? Because <laughs> <Right. laughs> it's going to take you 6 minutes to ramp up your damage that Rev is pounding you for 6 minutes like mm-hmm. You know, so again, I think it's a it's balanced in that trig line. It's a little bit more expensive than your normal dread. Does huge damage. Has some utility... I was surprised, Ron. Are you surprised it only has three uh, highs? Well, you know, I was playing around with it, and I was trying to...
0: What if you used it like a big Lashak, right? What if you spider tanked, like, four of them, and you were just hitting with no siege module and you were just hitting a structure, right? Just anchored up, spider tanking and hitting a structure. But then, you know, it depends on the cost, right? Then it's like, well, is it worth, you know, going, you know, that route, right? I didn't think it was, I mean, it's interesting, right? Because if you have like a, the standard, right, which is like a true or Newt on the top, and then, you know, you have a smart bomb, you have the uh, you have the smart bomb bonus, you the remote rep bonus. I don't know. It's interesting. And, I don't know it's interesting. And and no hogun um iteration. Is that true? Yeah, so there's no hogun yet. Uh, I don't know if there ever will be one, but no haul gun yet. That's okay. In my book, I mean, you know, the one thing that you know, I kind of liked about you know, the range on it was right now there's only one dread that fits or that hits past 100 and that's the rev so that's what you have to use if you want to you know drop at a sniper range right for the sino and hit so you have to use the rev you have no other options or, or titans right or like a cruise phoenix you can use but yeah yeah oh, yeah like a cruise phoenix yep that would work um So I really liked that it could hit that far. The tracking on it though was equivalent to an avatar. Um, It was 0.07, whereas an avatar with like drop and the Ogdens will get to like 0.09. So it was equivalent to about an avatar, a little bit better maybe, um, or a little bit worse. So the tracking wasn't that great. The haul guns, you know, I think once they get the capital guns in line with what their, you know, their kind of design thinking is with it, then the Hall guns might come out. And that'd be cool.
1: Yeah, interesting. Yeah. And yeah, and some,
0: I, yeah. I've been running those missions, right? Try, yeah, not that's... the missions, but the new one, right? Yeah. The I... observatories. How'd that go? I haven't, I haven't touched it yet. Well, I mean... How do you think me and I <laughs> running that went? I mean, just take a guess. I'm going to give you two choices, failure or two times failure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Lost a couple of uh, Rodivas, you know, all good. Um, <laughs> it was, it's interesting though, right? So it's a beacon uh, that you warp to. When you warp to the beacon, then there's two gates. There's a Triglavian gate. And then there's the normal acceleration gate. If you kill the critters on the triglavian gate and then you take that through, then you're met by a couple other critters and the enemy dread. And then there's some, uh, there's like some posts and things around that I don't understand how it's done yet. Uh, supposedly the parts are somewhere around in there or they drop from somewhere or something. I, don't, I haven't gotten them yet. And, uh, you know, I've been streaming, so I have no idea what's going on.
1: <laughs> i'm ready to buy though <laughs> yeah so you want a, a zernitra is that how you say it zernitra yeah the zernitra
0: i you know but i don't i don't want one to be a hanger queen right like i want to drop them
1: i want to drop three or four so what do you imagine you you know, know, what What would be your target using a zernitra um uh, sino know. and hibs yeah and hibs. so so you're thinking Sino hit goes down, you drop three or four Zenitras at 130K and you burn down the Sino hit. Yeah. Yep. Yep.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay.
0: And, you know, but, uh, you know, to be honest though, like the meta would be that I wouldn't even siege them, right? I would drop them and they would just be bait and I would have faxes there just to rep them.
1: Right? <laughs> yeah. Cause you everyone's I mean? going to go. Like they, they
0: could try to shoot or whatever, but. I wouldn't really, I would just use them for bait for, you know, at least until people get used to them. Sure. Um, But, but, you know, the other really cool thing would be uh, dropping them on a structure, dropping three or four on a structure and just letting them roll. It's just, when you start to talk about triage, you know, you need to, you need to kind of fit it hall, right? Which is you need to have self reps or, you know, it's just going to die.
1: Right. You know, so a popular way to siege structures now is to use active re, uh, rep revelations, right? Mm-hmm, um, so I mm-hmm, think this exactly. would be a, a better version of that, right? If you active rep that's, yep yep and put it on a mm-hmm. Fortizar and just started shooting it, people have to react, right? Like a Fortizar has a real hard time putting down even one single rev that's like, you know, properly active tanked. Mm hmm. So yep. Like one of these bad boys on your Fortizar, and you're going to have to do something about it. Yeah. And the slot layout,
0: right? Three high slots. Uh, you commented on that. The four mid slots. I did uh, two optimals, right?
1: Yeah. It's and like then, a rev, probably. Yeah.
0: Yep. Yeah, and then eight low slots, which is strong. That is very strong. That's strong. Two damage, two self reps, two tank. And I put, just for the meta of it, uh, you know, I put a. Um, uh, the whole energizer just, you know, because the, the things are going to just be targeted, but we were just kind of playing around with it. Sure. I think it, I think it will be really fun, especially when we get, you know, half a dozen. I think they were saying that the cost, they wanted it to be around, which would be nice.
1: Yeah. I think that's, a, that, that would be in line, right? Like two times, two and a half times a normal dread in cost. hmm.
0: Yep. Yep. I'm liking it.
1: I, it's just, you know, that ramp up time,
0: right? That's going to be the killer.
1: Yeah, well, that that's what puts it in a specific role, though, right? You're not going to be dread mm-hmm. bombing with these things. Like, not not against other dreads. Like, you want to get into a dread fight, right. like, you know, 50 on 50, yeah, you're in trouble against Revelations, right? But um, for the things you're talking about, I think there is some neat little, you know, stuff that you can use these ships for, and that would be their role. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that's what we need, more spice, more tools tools that do specific things not just a ship like the gila Mm. that just does everything right right this is a
0: tool in your tool belt and the interesting thing about the ramp up right so if it's like a six minute ramp up you know that's two siege cycles just right off the bat that's true whereas one siege cycle you're already you know nervous you know about how much damage they are going to put on you so two siege cycles minimum
1: just to hit that top ram. So, you know, what so I mean like how many dreads live past two siege cycles in any type of engagement.
0: <laughs> yeah. Even
1: in defense,
0: they, they still, still die pretty quick. There's so much damage. Yeah. Very cool though. Um, the other, you know, the other thing, and I actually don't have a screenshot of it, but I'm sure everyone's seen it. The uh, Black Friday login rewards. And it's using the new, um, the new sort of uh, graphics that I saw with the Korean uh, client, which was really cool. Five days. uh, The first day today was 275 K of skill and, you know, of skill points. And I really, I really think these little things like this are just cool. You know, I think they're just extra. They're fun. They're even better when they have skins, obviously, but you know, super fun just to be able to log in and, Things like that, and
1: yeah, I mean, say what you want about these campaigns, but they work, right? I even Mm -hmm. see my own guys logging in and making sure they're doing when whatever it is. I got to go shoot my rats for today. I got to go, you know, do whatever it is to get your skill points. People log in, and then some of them stick around. Some of them log right back off. But people, hey, they they touch base. They hit Corp Chat, and you're like, oh, gee, man, I haven't seen you in a while, and you get into a little conversation. They're like, hey, what have you been up to? We got in this great fight. Maybe they stay, maybe they don't. But they logged in and they talked to you. Right.
0: You know, and the other thing, I mean, kind of a a funny kind of side story is I, I saw Johnny Pugh on the last, I think it was like last Christmas, that last, the really big login rewards. And, you know, and I haven't seen, you know, or talked to Johnny Pugh in years.
1: And I asked him, you know, why he was back. And he's like, for the login yeah it <laughs> so works like, oh, we go. you know obviously ccp knows it works too otherwise it wouldn't keep doing these things right but you know there, mm-hmm. there's some naysayers mm-hmm. out there that are like ah this is stupid but i i think it's wonderful it's been really great mm-hmm. yeah and johnny johnny pew I, I i've seen him and uh he's slowly working his way back in great.
0: that's great that's great it's good to see and, him back uh is there anything
1: else I, I think that's all that i can think of yeah, are there any notable news items? I know we had. Uh... Oh, there
0: was something. Oh, and, and this is—I uh, was camping it out, and it was Eternity Space, right? Super fun, um, and you know the the NPC Satoyo went through a bunch of drama a couple of months ago when they changed the size of the BPC, and I—I I love what's happening now, which is big conflict driver right and you know uh, volta brought in a bunch of sabers and if you guys uh, have never run an npc Satoyo, basically titans are on grid and they're shooting the npc Satoyo and they're dying right and when it gets to the point where you know 50 percent in armor you warp off get reps and then you come back and you continue to do it and what they did was on the, uh, it was the armor timer. They just brought in sabers to bubble them. Right. And the sabers just bubbled the Titans. The Titans could, not get out. And the NPCs did the rest. Hundreds of Balgorns, hundreds of, you know, ashimus, crewers, everything you could imagine. And then, so of course I saw that, uh, the aftermath of that was two titans dead and five faxes. So it was, uh, you know, it was rough. I, all the timers, so sort of went back to the timer the next day. And, you know, up to their shenanigans again. They didn't right. drop bubbles, but they did drop some dreads and they brought a freighter in to try to steal the loot.
1: I mean, I love this, but right? If this isn't an Eve story, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know what is, right? Because, you know, I think the, I heard <laughs> that those guys... Saw Volta there prior, right? And, and then Volta mm-hmm. figured they'd come back and they logged those Dictors off right there. So it's right. sort of like yeah. a, this whole trap. And then the way the rat mechanics work is, you know, the more you bring, the more they bring, right? So right. as they're responding with faxes, the, the, the rats spawn just keeps increasing and increasing. Like I saw on your, even your stream today, there's like hundreds and hundreds of rats. Like, yep. so all, all that Volta had to do was keep their Dictors alive, and they lost a lot of Dictors to the rats, too. But, mm-hmm. man, what, what you can't do anything besides, you know what I would have tried to do? I would have tried to use bombers to bomb off the the bubbles mm-hmm. rather, rather than try to respond with faxes because, as you saw it, it, it didn't help.
0: Well, and I saw um, that the... They had like four titans uh four titans on the the final timer and i saw that the titans were smart bomb fit which is great right the officer smart bomb i think uh, the dracula or the Kelms get out to like 10.5 kilometers that's great for clearing bubbles um but what i really liked was right as the Satoya was getting ready to die um the bad guys uh dropped like, four dreads, and they warped in a freighter, right? At the same time, the Satoya was in their space. The good guys brought in uh, a rapier, I think it was. and then they sinoed in everything. They brought in, they brought in the hammer. And I, I you know, I always love seeing the hammer drop. That is so much fun, you know, and I think they dropped something like 40-something Nixon Titan. They were ready, and they, they killed the freighter. There was no BPC in the freighter. They killed the freighter, but it did drop an officer mod, but the officer mod got killed in the freighter and then they killed the dreads. I, you know, and I say,
1: excellent. Bring it on. More conflict drivers. Love it.
0: Keep yeah. it up.
1: I mean, what, what you got here was several days of story and content, right? over over the Satoya. So that's, that's awesome. Totally agree. Totally agree. Um,
0: yeah, I think that's... All that I can think of. Unless you have
1: something? I don't know. The only other thing I, I think that happened in the last week is you had Dirt and Glitter uh, disband, which is a long time. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right.
0: And I, you know, d I think they've been around for, what, like seven years? Yeah. Mostly low sec, faction warfare. And, you know, people just, you know, go through times that play. And he had handed he had handed off handed it off three or four times and every time he would come back and it would almost dead. And he just said, you know what, this time I'm just going to take it. And if he comes back someday, he'll revive it. And if not, okay. You know, I really like that because i like the I like it going uh, like the captain kind of going down with the kind of, but I like just closing something and then us being able to talk in history uh and you know talk about oh like snuffed out right or whatever these entities and they're gone and you know the people will go people want to play right but it's just this entity is gone i don't know maybe it's uh, you know but even he said it's probably you know right on man do your thing yeah for sure couldn't agree more wish them luck. So the last week we forgot that, uh, (laughs) do you have anything
1: for that week? Gee, uh, no, I didn't really prepare anything. Um, Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I'll go to my,
0: I'll go to my old, uh, my old fallback, which is if you drag the ship out from the hangar into, you know, outside of the window, You automatically get in the ship yeah i always forget about that i and i learned that from uh fusion jason fusion the uh the ganker because he would have the 20 windows for his catalysts and he would be flipping between them and he would just so every time i show that on stream someone's like wait what
1: yeah you're clipping a little bit i'm not sure if your mic moved away but you're, you're clipping a little bit but yeah um that's one of the you know one maybe i could follow up with that and say there's there's always a million ways to do everything in eve right even getting in your ship mm-hmm. you could right click it and mm-hmm. make active you can drag it you could double click it you can do all kinds of stuff um that goes for navigation you know there's a whole other you know the, the circle wheel navigation uh, that you can do then there's all kinds mm-hmm. of ways to to make yourself comfortable in Eve whatever whatever floats your boat yep well, that's all I have. Um, so, I guess
0: from both of us, I hope all of you out there have an amazing and you know, call your parents. <laughs> Good advice. We'll see you uh, next week on Talking in Station.
1: Good night,
0: guys.